Just a heads up, Nick accidentally recorded this week off his webcam microphone so the sound isn't great. The philosopher Seneca wrote, As in a tale, so is life. Not how long it is, but how good it is, is what matters. I think all of us here today agree that Quibi lived by these rules. According to Quibi's longtime friend and on-again, off-again lover Wikipedia, Quibi was an over-the-top American, short-form, streaming platform that generated content for viewing on mobile devices. It was founded in August 2018 in Los Angeles as New TV by Jeffrey Katzenberg and has survived by Meg Whitman, its CEO. It launched on April 6, 2020. Quibi was a plea for attention to those without attention spans having fallen out of grace swiftly for just not seeming like a good idea. Watching shows vertically on your phone was perhaps not the home run they thought it would be. On October 21st, 2020, just six months after its launch, Katzenberg announced the platform would shut down after falling well short of its subscriber projections. Lives are like rivers. Eventually, they go where they must, not where we want them to. Thank you, Quibi, for being part of our lives. We cherish you and are going to miss you. But not very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Quibi is dead. Long live Quibi. Bring out your dead. (laughs) We did last, our podcast lasted longer than Quibi, so... We have twelve. We have six whole months on Quibi at this point. So, somebody owes us six hundred million dollars, which is how much they spent on Quibi. <laughs> that is how much they owe. Hey, think about it like this: somebody might say, "Well, it was actually it's actually been around since August two thousand eighteen. Uh, so you actually haven't been around as long as Quibi." And I would say Nick and I have been talking about all this stuff that we talk about on the podcast over text and stuff and so and that's been going on since before 2018 so come at me us yeah and try and prove us wrong you can't there's no proof yeah this the proto stage of this podcast is the same as the proto stage of quibi that's right we pretty much we beat quibi to the the punch so we're still here and they're dead uh how much has this podcast cost uh this podcast has cost about $216. Is that really? what I spent. That's what I've I've spent on the the hosting so far. Okay, so I owe you probably some money. Now you're good. Okay, if we ever get Patreon supporters, uh, which will never happen, but if we, the imaginary ones, you'll get the first cut. Okay. (laughs) That sounds fair. Okay, imaginary first cut. First dip. The, the first cut will go to administrative fees. <laughs> That's right. Do you, do you remember in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when she like stops him with this chopstick and she says, and she says father gets first dip? Yeah, now I want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> well, t- what did you watch? Have you watched anything this past week? 
what we watched in the shadows. So, as I promised in last week's episode, I watched Hocus Pocus because tis the season, as everyone in the questions times had pointed out. And I enjoyed it, and I also found that your your crush on Sarah Jessica Parker in Hocus Pocus was well-founded. Yeah, she's real pretty in that. Yep, she she popped up and was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Makes sense. But I, I think it was funny that, uh, like, the most attractive one was the Larry, because they were clearly the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah. You know, because Kathy, Kathy Najimi was doing the curly, rah, rah, the barking thing. Yep. And then, obviously, Bette Midler was Mo. And I just think it's funny that, like, the hot one was Larry. <laughs> Larry was always the hot one, wasn't he? Yeah, Larry was great. No one does a better Larry impression than uh, Billy West, so I'm not even going to try. Don't even attempt. Uh, I watched, I basically, I watched, that was the newest thing, like, that I hadn't seen before that I watched. I've been mainlining The Simpsons uh, Halloween Treehouse of Horror episodes, because you can, they're collected on Disney+, Plus. so I'm just watching all those. We've been watching, like, Halloween shorts and stuff on YouTube, like the skeleton dance and stuff like that. And uh, we rewatched all of Hill House last week because Jess has the Blu-ray and there's a couple of director's cut episodes. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that that's what I've been watching. What you've been watching? So I gave Space Force a shot. Uh, I made it 2.5 episodes in. Yeah, Jess and I watched the whole thing, but it's because we watch... We just have something to watch while we eat because we eat in the living room at the coffee table because we don't have a kitchen table. And uh, so we're sitting there like, and we just need things to watch, so we watched it. I, there was generally one thing per episode that I thought was pretty good, and then the rest of it was just kind of all over the place. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I couldn't... Uh... I just didn't find myself laughing very much. There, there was what that one episode. I guess it was the, maybe the third episode where they they have the monkey and the dog in space, and yeah. he makes some comment about the monkey and it was uh, or eat, or eating the dog or something. It was it was pretty funny. I laughed that one time. I was like, but then I realized like that's I think that's the first time I've laughed at this show. So I was like, I don't know that I've got to continue. So and I don't. I don't. I, I quit and I probably will not go back. The best thing to come out is. Space Force was that they nabbed the copyright on the name, and the U.S. government had to change the name that they were going to use, and they can't use Space Force. What are they going to use? I don't know, but they wanted to be Space Force, but they didn't copyright it, and Space Force copyrighted it in a way that blocked the government from using it, which I think is hilarious. Funny. Wow. I did not know that. Wow. Uh, The other thing I watched, I actually started watching season one of Schitt's Creek. I have heard from a million people that this is good. Uh, it, it, it is funny. I'll, I'm not going to lie. Like I'll probably, uh, this is a show that I paint shoes to and I will probably okay. continue to do that. So I would, I would not be surprised if I finished the whole thing. We're going to watch it. Uh, we saw the, I saw the first, the first episode we were at Jess's parents' house and it just wasn't the right like situation to be watching a new show in because people were like talking and coming in and out of the room and stuff. So I didn't really connect to it at that time but i'm gonna go because you know Catherine o'hara and eugene levy yeah yeah you can't go wrong they're uh, they're great <laughs> they're great yeah, they're, they're the best they're yeah. the best yeah so so that's all that's the only thing i haven't i haven't really watched a whole lot i've been i've been pretty tired uh, this week but um I, I tell you what let's talk about some new news 
dumb dudes news. We got some news. We do. Uh, we have uh, four pieces of news. And the first yeah. piece here is the the Jake Gyllenhaal Villeneuve project has been revealed. Can you tell us about it, Nick? Yeah, so we had uh, we had heard a rumor about this a while ago. I think it was either in One We Gonna Get or a previous news segment that they were doing some project. And it turns out it's, it's going to be an HBO limited series called The Sun, I believe. It's in really early stages of development, but that's where it's going to show up. Which is nice because that's a thing that I have. Uh, I have HBO, so I'll be able to watch it. The Sun. The last couple times uh, Gyllenhaal and Villeneuve worked together were Prisoners, or pri- yeah, Prisoners and Enemy. And uh, Prisoners is a really intense crime movie, uh, like really creepy. I haven't seen Enemies, the only Villeneuve movie I haven't seen. So I don't. I assume it'll be a similar in tone. So probably like a maybe a dark, uh, more realistic type movie. Are they? Or do, you think, do you think it'll be like a, some dark, moody type thing, or or just more like a serious horror type stuff? I would say a dark, moody thing, like probably like how Prisoners was, and uh, that's the. I think Enemy was like that, but it had a, a sort of very subtle sci-fi element where you didn't know if it was real or not it was something about doppelgangers in that and i know there was a big spider but i don't think the spider was real but it's based on a book uh called the sun which i, I haven't read but it's a it's a vengeance story so uh, I, okay. I just i assume it's gonna be a like a like a dark uh revenge story okay well, I'll be. I'm gonna keep my ear to the ground on this one. I know you will too. Oh, for sure. We'll probably message each other about it. I'm sure when we get more info. And uh, eventually there'll be a trailer. Eventually there will be, and we'll talk about it here, won't we, folks? Uh, we will. The next piece of news we have is uh, something I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Disney Plus confirmed there is a Willow series coming to Disney Plus. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. It is a welcome one. Now, I, so we had talked, uh, this is a lot of episodes back, but we talked about how Ron Howard had expressed on Twitter uh, that he was interested in doing more Willow, like another Willow movie or I guess even a series. And uh, and so that got us really excited that you know he was interested in it. Uh, and so I, I'm guessing we're probably not going to have Val Kilmer in this one, but we might get Warwick Davis back, I, I assume. I would assume he would be in it. Uh, he pops up all the time still, so yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I mean, John M. Chu is running the series, but like Bryce Dallas Howard's been directing episodes of like Mandalorian and stuff. She directed a couple, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ron Howard directed some of it, maybe, or or she did even. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, remind me what Chu has done before. Okay, so as a director, he has directed, well, he directed In the Heights, which is delayed because of COVID. He directed Crazy Rich Asians, Now You See Me, uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, I never saw that one. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, he's got a mixed bag of, nothing uh, jumps out to me except 
Crazy Rich Asians is supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it, though. I haven't seen it either, but everyone that has seen it that I know really liked it and said it was great. So that's this sounds good. That sounds hopeful. Yeah, plus I'm I'm fairly certain that, that at least A. Howard will direct at least one episode. I, and I'm hoping that they, you know, that Disney Plus puts the right amount of funding into this so we get good fantasy uh, special effects and and costumes and such. But I, I, I have... I have pretty strong confidence that Disney Plus will do that part right, don't you? Yeah, I bet they'll use that that Mando technology, the the screen filming. Use that for everything. They seem to be going that way. Good. They're using it on like the Batman and stuff. Yes, good. Just make it. Just keep doing it. It's great. I uh, love it. Uh, all right. So then, uh, this is what our eulogy was about. But Quiddy, uh, Quiddy, Quibby uh, is indeed shutting down. I, I have known one person in my entire life that that's within, that's within my uh, people that I know that has actually seen Quibi, has actually downloaded it and used it. Have, do you know anybody? No, not a single soul. Not a single soul. Uh, the writing was on the wall before this was even created. I think when we even heard this was announced, we're like, this is not going to work. Yeah, that thing was dead on arrival. So we knew this was going to happen. You called for it. You even wanted it to happen, didn't you? I didn't want this to be out there because I, I don't like it when when there's experimental things that are dumb that have the potential <laughs> to waste the time of people who I like. So, like, Sophie Turner was in one of these Quibi shows, and she could have been in something else in that time, you know? You know, this is the year, I mean, there's a lot of things about this year, but this is the year where people we like are seemingly wasting their time. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm constantly living in fear that Mark Wahlberg will join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know that I understand. I still don't know if I understand your hatred for uh, for Mark Marky Mark. I just think he's the the literal worst. What about these? What about the bees? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, what's the, what's going on with all these bees? Did, did you ever see that movie, The Happening? Is that what it's called? The yes, Happening? I did. Yes, I saw it in the theater because I went to every movie in 2008 that came out on uh, between June and August. Uh, me and my cousin went. So I went sometimes three times a week to movies. And one of those movies was The Happening. What does the deal with all these bees? Look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the New York Times about honeybees vanishing. The worst line in that entire movie, though, is when uh, the, the girl is talking to Zoe and, and Zoe goes, and that's okay. I sometimes don't like to wear my feelings on my sleeve either. <laughs> and I was just like, no, please. God, that movie was don't so bad. This. How do you make Unbreakable and then make that movie? I just, I don't get it, man. I think uh, if we're going to talk about Shyamalan, he really should have just been like a cinematographer or like an art director, like a director of photography or something. Because he gets some like gorgeous like looking shots, but he's just not a good writer. He had a couple bangers. I like the village. Uh, okay, so the last piece of news that we have here here, uh, the last piece of news that we have here, Tom Holland got cast as Nathan Drake, and we even have like a first image of him. Yeah, and he looks like Nathan Drake. Yeah, look, he looks like a young Nathan Drake, right? I mean, he he looks very young. I'm in a, a Facebook group for Movie Crush podcast, and someone posted this picture, and everyone's like, "It should be Nathan Fillion." And and some some of the rest of us were like, yeah, he's cool, but he's fifty. Yeah, 
<laughs> Dude is old now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, you yeah. know who you know who could have played him? Who? Um, the Mummy, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but he's also fifty. Well, I'm saying like young Brendan Fraser could have played him. Yeah, yeah. The Mummy was basically wearing Nate Drake. It's like Nate Drake is cosplaying Rick O'Connell from The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is pretty much right. Have you seen that yet? I, I think I, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. You better watch the Mummy. You better better watch that Mummy. It was an it was the name of an episode title, so you have to do it. Y'all train that Mummy. That's a dead guy in there. <laughs> That's a dead guy wrapped up in paper, paper mache. I don't know. They took out his organs and replaced it with spice. Dang it. <laughs> Mummy. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, this, this, episode, <laughs> this, is the, this episode is Mummy 2. The Mummy <laughs> 2. <laughs> Spice Alive. Spicy Organs. <laughs> the Mummy 2. Spicy Organs. Returns. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's the episode title. There it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's uh, do we. We don't have future blazers. Let's skip over future blazers, right? Yeah, no, I can't come up with okay. eight hundred. We don't have, we don't have to do that every week anyway. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to predict. All right, folks. Well, I tell you what. Uh, why don't we go and do some question towns? The Quish towns, Toms. Bum ba dum. Hey, this is just one question, so it's not the questions times. It's the question towns. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to just do one. And we had a, we have like news and stuff this week too, right? So, yeah. uh, the question here on the question times this week is: If you could develop your own streaming service, what would it be? Yeah, to fill the void that is left by our dearly departed Quibi, uh, and and get another pay to subscribe streaming service out there in the void. I have crafted Nickflix. Oh. It's basically <laughs> it's basically uh, a Netflix type service, but anything I would buy on Blu-ray gets pulled from other streaming services and added to mine. And when it does this, it leaves the other streaming service and creates technical issues for those because it like steals it from them and breaks them as it does. So then people will be like, Netflix never works, but you know what? Netflix always works and it always has what I'm looking for. Because I assume everyone wants to watch the things that I want to watch, which are Marvel movies, Lost in Translation, and Beetlejuice. So <laughs> those are the that's the main mass of my uh, streaming service there, and uh, it does destroy and consume other streaming services. And it you put your bank information in, and it takes what it thinks it deserves. I like that, Nick Flicks. Nick Flicks, some flicks for Nick's flicks. Four Nicks. I don't know that my name lends itself very well. Uh, Bindu. Binlu. Uh, Benjamin. Sounds like, I like it. It's kind of like voodoo, but one that I would own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Prime. Ben, I am Benjamin Prime. Uh, so I don't really have a name for mine. Um, but what it is, it's, it's, we're going we're gonna to own the rights to Lord of the Rings. And Tron and Mass Effect 
and things like that, good things like that, and we're not going to screw them up. This isn't going to be like the third Mass Effect game ending where they mess it up. This isn't going to be Lord of the Rings where we're hiring uh, nudie pics. This isn't going to be <laughs> Tron where we wait 15 years to make a dang good movie. We're going to be making... And then st- we put Jared Leto in a uh, sequel. We're not putting Jared Leto in there. We're not doing that. Uh, we're going to have like... Uh, we're going to have like Jeff Goldblum and The Tooch and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and uh, Emily Blunt... Uh, uh, and, and and Haley Atwell and just all these good people and I get to cast everything because I know what's good, uh, homie. And uh, and we're and we're not gonna have like a bunch of gratuity, like a bunch of gratuitous stuff. It's not gonna be corny. There's gonna be like zero corny. It's not gonna be cheesy. It's not gonna be. We're not gonna go on the cheap here. We're gonna go. We're gonna be like John Hammond, spared no expense. Okay, we're going. We're going. Uh, we're gonna send it, baby. We're sending it. Okay, so that's what, oh, and we're gonna also have a little bit of VR content in there too. So like Nat Geo VR content or something like that. We're gonna do that. Uh, I'm into VR now. We'll talk about that in the video games one quarter portion of the show. Uh, so Ben Bindu, come on down to Bindu. I can I can visualize the ad on the TV ad for Bendu, where it's like all the actors that you like are having a party in a house, and then someone is by the front window and goes, shush, 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 and then they turn the lights out, and Jared Leto walks by, and he looks at the house, and it looks like no one's there, and then he keeps walking, and then he gets like down the block, and the lights turn back on, and the party starts back up. That's it. There it's it. like, Bendu, you're safe here from Jared Leto. And Marky Mark, no Marky Mark. He's not allowed. He's not allowed. You know, he blinded a guy once. That's a bad look. Yeah, Google it. He did it on purpose, too. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. Hey, uh, just don't harm others. How about that? Yeah. Come on, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, pay attention while you're driving, too, folks out there. Don't text and drive. And that's a tip. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So um, what would you make your streaming service? What would it look like? What would it be like? What would you call it? Write to us. Tell us. Uh, we will tell you how to write to us and get in touch with us later in the show. Not right now because reasons. Uh, we're too cool to do it now. How about that? We're too cool. It's not on the outline for now. It's not on the outline. Uh, and we, we can only go by the outline. It's the law of the land. We keep to it very strictly. Uh, and strictly we're going to the new new. New new new. New new new. New, new. Trailers, folks. We have a... Oh, wow. You added something to make it. An Adele Dezine. The wickedly talented Adele Dezine. We have a Dezine trailers for you here, folks. Uh, This last one, I'm going to have to watch here. We're going to cut this part out of the show, but I'm going to watch it right now. Two minutes later. Okay, folks, so here in the new new trailers, we have uh, the first one, The Empty Man, the trailer for The Empty Man. Yeah, so the trailer for The Empty Man, basically, as Jess said, it looks like someone trying really way too hard to be Stephen King. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, it, It seems to me like somebody was like, hey, man, I like Stephen King, and let's make a movie that's like, let's like that movie Candyman. 
but we're but we come up with different stuff to summon him. Yeah, and that that gave us a good idea here at Trailer Blazers. We thought maybe we could summon the Empty Man ourselves. Yeah, so if you watch this trailer, they have like all this stuff that you have to do to summon the the, uh, the Empty Man, and it's it's laughable. I literally was laughing at the trailer because it was so absurd. If you're on a bridge and you find a bottle, you blow into it, and you think about the Empty Man. Oh, come on, Mandy, how old are you? Tell him the rest. On the first night, you hear him. And on the second night, you see him. And on the third night? Well, on the third night, he finds you. So, Nick, how would you... Tell us how you would summon the Empty Man. Well, Ben, to summon the Empty Man, you must first go into the kitchen, but forget what you went in there for. And second, and perhaps most crucial, you have to make a Braunschweiger sandwich and give it to your mail carrier. If they mention onions, drop the sandwich in the road. If not, let them enjoy it. Third, you have to memorize how to solve a Rubik's Cube that you learn from YouTube videos. And then you have to pretend to just figure it out while you're in a group of people. (laughs) Fourth, you have to find an abandoned blockbuster video and sacrifice a copy of Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott on VHS. This will summon the empty man who will appear in the adjacent Trader Joe's parking lot where he will give you a saucy thumbs up before coming to kill you with his skeleton powers. Uh, honestly, this is more captivating and uh, than the way that they did this in the trailer. Um, well, I'm pretty sure it'll work too. I, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't work. Uh, now, I said, you know, to summon the empty man, uh, if you find yourself by a puddle on the side of an off ramp and you find an old sock somewhere nearby. And you, you stuff it with road gravel and cigarette butts. And you wish upon the dead soul of Andy, Andy Rooney. And you swing the sock above your head in a counterclockwise circular motion while thinking about hot dogs. Then 27 days later, the empty man will come to tell you that he's actually going to be coming to see you in two weeks. What does the empty man sound like? I'm going to come down there and I'm going to... Take my skeletal hands and wrap them around your hands and ask you to marry me. I'm the empty man. <laughs> but I want to be filled with the light of, of love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the empty man is quick Mickey and just is looking for love. He's a skeleton. He's an animated skeleton looking for love. And you summon him. With socks and hot dogs and Rubik's Cubes and Cabin Boy on VHS. Then pelvic thrust! Stop on your right foot, don't forget it! (laughs) Do you remember the cartoon Skeleton Warriors? I don't think I do. It's from the 90s, and there was a skeleton monster that had, it was like a rachnia or something, it had like, like six arms, and uh... The, the empty man in the trailer looks like that guy. He, the empty man in the trailer looks like a couple of skeletons somebody just kind of threw together. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good. This looks bad, but seriously, go watch the trailer and just laugh at all the stuff you have to do to summon Skeletal Man. It's like the most random, stupid stuff. That's why we did this. <laughs> I, might, I might just put that full clip in here. You should that, it, that you may sh- should do that. It might give more context to our yeah. <laughs> to our summoning. I think I'll put it at. I think I'll put it at the top. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh, too good. That, that's the that's the funniest uh, one of the funniest trailers this week. Okay, the uh, the next trailer we have here is the Christmas Chronicles two, uh, with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yeah, they probably just wanted to do a project together because they're married, right? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, yeah, so this is a kids' Christmas movie. Uh, the you know it's a kids' movie, so we're not the target demo here. However. I do see a good side effect of this movie, and that's to get kids attached to Kurt Russell, because then they'll go back when they're older, and they'll watch movies like Big Trouble in Little China and The Thing, and basically every great Kurt Russell movie, Stargate. Stargate, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, everything he's in. Like, Kurt Russell's always the coolest. Yeah. Uh, now I will say, I mean, we're not the target demographic, and the stuff that bothered us in this trailer, kids will not even notice. But I will say that this movie's got it all. Terrible CGI, evil Kiwis, Nerf guns, a ripoff of Tron Legacy imagery, and Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus playing Duke Silver. Jess is going to love that impression. Uh, yeah, the evil Kiwi is Ju- Julian Dennison, who is from uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is one of my favorite movies. But he was also in Deadpool too. Oh, that's where I recognized him from. Yep. Okay, okay. Now I get it. Forever forever to me, he'll be Ricky Baker, though. In, From, in your heart? He's Ricky Baker in your heart? Yeah, Ricky Baker. Skook's life. <laughs> uh, Alright, so then the next trailer we have here is The Flight Attendant. Yes, this is a miniseries, I think, on HBO Max starring Kaylee Cuoco and Michael Huisman from Hill House. I, this was a weird trailer. Was this a? Is it a melodrama? No, I think it's a. I think it might actually be like a dark comedy. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that was the vibe that I kind of got. It it also featured our weird cover song of the week with Toxic Britney Spears in there. You know, it's on a plane. She's a flight attendant, so the music video Toxic was on it. She was a flight attendant, so. It is following the trend. You know, when we first, before we came up with Trailer Blazers and we were coming up with segments, uh, Trailer Trends was something that we we were talking about, bandying about. And it's been a a little bit more of an organic thing where we just kind of notice it and talk about it. And and this is definitely one of the trends right now is taking these old songs and doing different things with them, I guess. Yeah, we get one per week because it was that Jefferson Airplane one last week. Yeah. There's always one. There's always at least one. Uh, so yeah, there's so this. This is like a murder whodunit. I, this didn't look very interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kelly Cuoco. I I, 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 I famously like most blonde actresses though. <laughs> uh, she she's not. Uh, she's very pretty. Uh, she's very yes. pretty. Sure is pretty, though. Sure is pretty to look at. Okay, so then we have a trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon. This is a Disney animation or Pixar? I think it's just Disney animation, don't you? Yeah, Disney, no Pixar. Okay, so it's but it's computer animated, as uh, things are these days. And uh, when you watch this, you're like, is this is this Filipino or is this some, some sort of East Asian type thing? And I, so I went and looked it up. It is a fantasy uh, world that is based on uh, Southeast Asian cultures, uh, Thailand, Laos, uh, Philippines, all those places. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it really is. We don't get enough exposure to stuff. Everything gets to be the same, you know? I, I, I really, that's why we appreciate uh, things like Raji, that uh, that trailer for that, Indi- that Indian game. Uh-huh. Um, it just, it's it's nice to see different designs and influences and colors and uh, it's it's refreshing to have new stuff for sure. Right. And this is pretty new. I wish it was 2D. I wish, but I wish all animation was 2D. I just like it better. Yeah. Even even though I wish that, it still was pretty gorgeous looking animation. Yeah, really good animation. Um, you have Filipino stick fighting. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, I believe, does the m- voice of the main character. Yeah, who else was in it? Someone else cool. Oh, Aquafina. That's right. That's right. Uh, th- she has this like bug uh, called Tuk Tuk with her. It's like this giant. Well, at one point in the trailer, it's giant. Uh, a tuk-tuk is like a three-wheeled taxi that you'll find in Thailand. Oh, yeah. It looked like one of those potato bugs. What do you call those in Alabama? Roly-polies. Roly-polies? Okay. Up here, they're potato bugs. That's interesting. I was just going to say, they have different names in all four halves of the U.S. Do you know the... No- four quarters, I mean. <laughs> do you know the other names in other places? Uh, roly-polies, potato bugs... Pill bugs. Yeah. And yeah. I forget the. There's another one. I don't remember the other one. I have never given any thought to this, but it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, they got regional names for bugs. Yeah. Well, okay, so what do you call the bugs that light up in the sky? Fireflies. Okay, we call them lightning bugs. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. How funny. I love this kind of stuff. Like, just kind of quadrants, cultural quadrants. I got, I got one more regionalist thing before uh, we move Okay, on. okay, okay. When you're playing tag and you get to the safe, if you have like a safety zone, what do you call the safety zone? Uh, the base. Okay. In the north, and this comes from from Massachusetts, and it, it covers the whole north for some reason. The home base is called Ghoul, G-O-O-L. And it's, it's a, like a warped version of goal with an Irish new england accent you know so goal for boston you know became ghoul and uh in the north you went on goal to be safe and it, it just went across the whole north so it goes you know in, in wisconsin and minnesota and other states so we say ghoul for the safe place for tag wow i've never heard that mm-hmm. it's just like way up here <laughs> That's fantastic, ghoul. No, it's just base. I'm at the base. I'm at base. I'm at base. 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 Yep, ours is ghoul. 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 <laughs> Sounds like a different language. Uh, you know, we're weird up here, man. We're weird. You weirdos. You bunch of weirdos. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's look at this next one here, Mank. This is an interesting trailer. I thought. Yeah, this is a, a Netflix. I think it was a series or a movie. I'm. You never know with Netflix. And it stars Gary Oldman. And he's some sort of historical Hollywood figure that I'm not super familiar with. I don't know a lot about old Hollywood. And uh, it kind of reminded me of the Coen Brothers movie Hail Caesar, where it looks like they filmed it with a lot of old technology. So it, it really felt old-timey. Like it felt like it was from like the four, like the 50s, maybe. Yeah, it, was, it, it really did mimic movies from back then so it's in black and white 
all of the graphics that they used were that old-timey graphics. Um, the transitions, like the screen wipes, were like very old-timey, almost like Star Wars-y type of uh, screen wipes, but real quick. Um, and, and then, so the only thing, and even the audio, they went deep with this, man. Like, this thing was dripping with style. So they, they went really deep, and they, the, the audio was muffled, almost like they have a cup over the microphone. Yep. And they did not let up. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to do this for a little bit and then go with a regular audio. Like, they did it the entire time. Yeah, it seemed like you were watching Citizen Kane. Yes, and the sound effects were old-timey, too. It was like, this is... They went all out on this, and so I, I could not follow this trailer. Like, I had no idea what this was about, or I just couldn't follow it. But visually and just realizing all the stuff that they did for this was really cool and fascinating. So I, I think I'll actually check this out because it's just just the way that they made it was, is, is so interesting. Yeah, it's definitely – and plus anything with Gary Oldman. Is oh, absolutely. Watching. Yes. Gary Oldman can be on Bendu anytime. Oh, yeah. The door's wide open for him. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, here um, – uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say one more thing about this. The camera movements? That's it. Gosh. Nick, you know me. He wrote it in his outline notes. Uh, the, so the only thing that I felt was uh, modern about it was like sort of sweeping, uh, like smooth camera movements. So you have, like, I felt like when you watch old movies, the cameras are normally like just stationary. But here you have them on like these smooth dollies or something like that. So that, that felt kind of modern, but really everything else felt old timey. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, and some of that uh, some of the the camera motion stuff might have been in use at that time because Orson Welles pioneered a lot of that. Oh. And if you watch uh, Citizen Kane, there's a lot of really cr- like crazy camera work for being that old of a movie. There's one shot where I still don't know how they did it, where where the camera goes up over this top of this building and it goes like through the sign of the building and then down through the skylight and it's almost as if they would have had to have the sign pull apart and have the camera on a crane because for being that old of a movie it there was definitely it was all practical and and every movie before that had just stationary static cameras like it was the first movie that ever had moving cameras you know like moving around and doing crazy shots he really pioneered that craft but yeah, I would I would like to know how they did that. I think stuff like that is fascinating, like old stuff that was way ahead of its time that you as a modern person watch and are amazed by it. Um, so it's like stuff like Nikola Tesla was like that. When you read about Nikola Tesla, you're like, how did he do this that far, mm-hmm. you know, way back when? Or like even when you think about like the moon landing happening in the 60s, you're just like, how did they do this? This was so long ago. It's fascinating. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's uh, so that's Mank. Uh, the next up we have here uh, is a trailer for a an MMA movie called Embattled. Yeah, so once this started out, uh, this is, by the way, another character from Hill House is in this. So that's the theme this week is characters that were in Hill House. So uh, once this started out, I wasn't really interested in it, and I was kind of like, okay... Blah, 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 fighting, fighting. But as the trailer went, 
I actually, by the end of the trailer, I was like, okay, I actually want to know how this movie ends. Like, because it ends up with the kid having to fight the, the MMA dad, who is kind of a jerk. And uh, I really want to know who wins. Yeah, this is uh, Defeat the Evil Dad, the movie. Uh, his dad, like, punches like a kid or slaps a kid or something. It's it's pretty, he's a pretty terrible person in this. He's, well, I hope he gets he gets his. I kind of want to watch it and see if he wins. I can't imagine uh, treating your own child like this. Uh, you got to really be uh, pretty messed up. Yeah, there's a lot of messed up people out there. He, te- he tells his kid he's going to kill him in the ring in the trailer. I feel like uh, that won't be the outcome. Otherwise, <laughs> no one would watch this. No, uh, nobody needs a sad uh, movie like that in 2020. I mean, you don't need a sad movie like that anytime, but in, especially in 2020. Come on. Yeah, and like I can understand an ending like that in, say, a movie like The Mist. But, you know, you don't go to an MMA movie for, for Stephen King movie endings. No. Uh, they wouldn't show a movie like that on Netflix. No, no. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Once Upon a Snowman. Yes. Is is this a short? What is this? It's a short. It's a little short on Disney Plus about this snowman from Frozen who is voiced by Josh Gad and whose name is Olaf. This character, you made a note here that, that Olaf seems out, seems out of place in the Frozen universe. Uh, is yeah. There, is there another Disney property where you have an out-of-place type of character like this? Well, he's the most jarring to me because everything else in Frozen has a different aesthetic as he does, and he looks like a Simpsons drawing to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's the most... Uh, the most flagrant, I think. Yeah, I can't think of anything. In Beauty and the Beast, does she have like a sidekick? Well, all the the appliances are her sidekicks. <laughs> <laughs> I got me good, bro. I got me good. Oh my gosh. All the furniture is her friends. <laughs> yeah uh all right so that's probably i don't know this is probably out or something i don't know once upon a snowman um okay uh, okay i'm really i'm really excited about this next trailer this i've been excited i didn't know i needed this for the past 25 years right i didn't either this is uh we got an official trailer for animaniacs guys it's funny it's well written it looks so good their voices haven't changed because it's all the same voice actors and they can do the voices the same. It's it's incredible. The animation is like HD. Um, they got me on this one. Never mansplainy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they had me rolling. It was great. Also, Yakko eating the, the iPad <laughs> to gain all the knowledge that they missed out on. Uh, he took one tablet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so good. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be 13 episodes. All new. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to... Uh, Animaniacs, for you know being a kid's show in the early 90s, was really good satire. And uh, yep. it had a lot of stuff that went over my head as a kid that I go back now and, and I watch it and it's like, man, there's some dirty jokes in Animaniacs. 
Yeah, there, I remember a lot of stuff going over my head too, like an old man being like, "Great health care," and I'm like, "What's, yeah. oh, what's health care?" <laughs> what? Uh, so this is coming out on Hulu, but I don't, I, I can't remember a date for this. November twentieth, I think it was. Okay, so I need you to remind me when this comes out because I, I want to watch this. I think whoever wrote this um, wanted to write this and, and were like really put a lot of effort into it because it's. It's very, like you said, it's like it's very timely and just. Uh, it seems like the, the writing's going to be really tight. I'm excited about it. This is the most excited for anything on this list that I am. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Looking at this list, it's absolutely what I'm most excited about on this list, for sure. Uh, all right, so then we had a trailer for Dreamland. Yeah, so this is a uh, Dust Bowl, Great Depression era. Bank robber movie starring Margot Robbie. Is so she goes by the name Allison Wales in this. Yeah. Not related to Josie Wales. Well, he's a fictional character, so she could be in this fictional universe because I don't think she's a real person. See, that's what I was thinking. I, I didn't nowhere did it say that this was based on a true story or a true story or whatever. So when I think when I hear the name Wales, I think the outlaw Josie Wales, and maybe they wrote some in that in the fictional universe or something like that. The outlaw Josie Wales is my favorite western. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's really really good movie. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it. It has two of my favorite lines in it. Uh, the one they take like when they arrest the because it's it's people rounding they round up like old Confederates after the war, you know. Okay. And so they they capture these guys. And they take all their guns, and this this guy is like he was a Confederate, and they take his his gun, and he goes, "I'll be needing this for squirrels and such." <laughs> oh, those, uh, those those Southrons. And then also, I love uh, when Josie Wales comes across the the guys, and they're like looking at him, and he goes, "You gonna pull them pistols or whistle Dixie?" <laughs> the Union guys. Ah uh, yes, the the whistling Dixie is my the name of my yacht made entirely of hot dogs. <laughs> uh, it's a seafaring vessel. It is seaworthy. Uh, this uh, this just looked okay. Uh, there is a guy. <laughs> you said there was a guy ham boning in this trailer, and there was. I got so excited. There's ham boning in this trailer. That makes it a good movie. Uh, if you've ever seen ham boning, it's usually old men slapping their thighs. They slap their thighs and their chest, and then there's the other guys that do the e-thing, which is even weirder, where they're like doing that. I'll put a clip of e-thing because I can't do it. <laughs> and it's really weird. So e-thing accompanies hand boning, and you get this weird, like, hillbilly, like, old-timey music band, and it's awesome. I love hand boning. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie, very pretty in this trailer. She looks like Nicole Kidman Jr. I don't know that I've ever thought about her like that. Look at her. Look at her side by side with Nicole Kidman. They have the same exact Australian face. Would you just look at it? Yeah, and then if you put uh, Trish Trish Walker from Jessica Jones, uh, she looks like Nicole Kidman too, and she's also Australian. Oh, she definitely does. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's go to the next trailer here. News of the world. 
So in in the vein of talking about westerns, this is a Tom Hanks western, and it looks pretty cool. It really does look pretty cool. This is based on a book. Erin has read this book, and she really liked the book. So this actually, this might be pretty good here. Yeah, it's about Tom Hanks, who is like a journalist, like an old-timey journalist right at the beginning of like newspapers and stuff like that, uh, trying to, to bring news to the, to the West. And uh, he finds this girl whose family was killed or something in some sort of ambush. And she doesn't speak, or she doesn't speak English, or she doesn't speak at all, one of the two. And he's, like, taking her with and sort of protecting her and trying to teach her and stuff. And as he goes through the, the Wild West. That's, that, that's a good synopsis, I think. Uh, so this is, I think this is going to be streaming. Uh, it said it was going to be in select theaters and... In December, so it might okay. be in theaters a little bit first, and then it'll be out. Yeah, I'll definitely check this out. I'll I'll definitely watch this one. Yeah, I want to watch it. I'll watch a Tom Hanks western any day. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I mean I've been in the mood for westerns for a while, and there really just hasn't been a whole lot. Watch Outlaw Josie Wales if you haven't seen it. It's my favorite one. Okay. I'm trying to think, the last western I saw was it uh, Three Ten to Yuma, maybe. Even bad men love their mamas. <laughs> Do you consider Briscoe County Jr. a Western? I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a fantasy Western. Yeah, there's lots of... I mean, Western's a Western. I, I almost consider Star Wars a Western. Oh, hey, well, The Mandalorian is, for sure. For sure. It's like like all good Star Wars, The Mandalorian is a combination of Westerns and Samurai movies because it's basically a Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. The Samurai series, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um... Back back in the day, Friday nights were awesome because Briscoe County Jr. would come on, and then right afterwards was X Files. I just remember as a kid, Friday night was a big deal. We would we would eat pizza, watch Briscoe County Jr. and the X Files, and then Saturday night was uh, Roundhouse. Uh, you know, it was Snick, so it was like Roundhouse. Uh, it was Doug Roundhouse. Let me just say Roundhouse one more time. Roundhouse. Uh, Doug Roundhouse and Are You Afraid of the Dark? I didn't have cable. Oh, Nick, those were some good times, man. I did watch a lot of uh, Urkel, though. So if we ever need a deep dive on Urkel, I have a lot of knowledge about Urkel. Hey, Family Matters was great. I was Urkel for Halloween one year. That would be pretty great. Do you have like the suspenders and stuff? Of course. <laughs> Talk about cheese. Got any cheese? Oh yeah, man. Do the whole bit. I'd walk around like him. Did I do that? Do you remember the the show Step by Step? Yeah, the dot the the oldest daughter was really hot. I live in the town that that took place in. No. Yeah, Port Washington, Wisconsin. They didn't film it there, though, did they? No, no. There was like a roller coaster on the beach. I live next to the beach. There's no roller coaster. Everywhere you look, everywhere you gotta put this. You gotta put these. <laughs> oh, put it in there. That's Full House. Step by step was this. Oh, I'm getting nostalgic, man. I live in I live in Port Washington, Wisconsin, which is where Step by Step took place. Uh, also, Screech stabbed a guy in, <laughs> in a bar. In the, <laughs> 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 uh, 
in case you didn't hear that, as I've mentioned before, Screech stabbed a guy. Screech from Saved by the Bell stabbed a guy in a bar in the town that I live in, Port Washington, which is where Step by Step took place. There may be some people in this world that get mad that you bring that up every once in a while and just stop. They might be like, stop bringing that up. No, I like it every time. I'll never stop. You can unsubscribe if you don't like it. <laughs> unsubscribe. All right, uh, trailer 11th uh, is a trailer for The Prom. <laughs> yeah, so this is a musical uh, with like James Corden and all the people that you find in musicals nowadays. And uh, it appears to be some sort of musical about a bunch of old people going to a prom and making the prom more musical. Yeah, here's what I, this is what I gathered is there is a beautiful looking young woman uh, who does not look of high school age, but she plays a high schooler. And apparently they are, she can't go to prom or didn't go to prom. And so these adults are going to throw a prom for her. And I'm like, why? She's like super pretty and probably uh, really popular. But uh, maybe, maybe she's got terminal cancer. I don't know. They don't make it clear in the trailer, but they're throwing a prom for her. And there's a lot of singing and dancing. And uh, what did you, what did you say? What was your review here? I stole it. Uh, (laughs) So we have an outline that we, we write notes on for the things that we want to talk about. And a couple, like a couple of weeks ago, there was a meme where someone on Letterboxd wrote a review for the movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. And the review, <laughs> the review for Joker was, this happened to my buddy Eric, which to me is literally the funniest joke ever in the world. It's the perfect joke. It's the perfect jokes. That whoever tweeted this was like, this is the perfect movie review. We can all quit, go home. This is, it won't get any better than this. And, and they were pretty much right. Yeah, and the, what makes it even better is he left it there for others to find, <laughs> you know? So I wrote in our outline, I wrote, this happened to my buddy Eric under the prom, just because I knew it, that you would see it when you wrote yours. Oh, man, he got me good. It got me good. I will i won't lie to you. I won't lie. Okay, I have a prediction about the prom, though. Okay. Uh, the music had a pretty good hook, the one that they featured in the trailer. My prediction is that my children will be playing these songs on repeat on the Google Home speakers here at my house. Well, that's going to become deeply ingrained in your brain. Unfortunately. I'm glad that I sent you one of the Google Home speakers that you have in your house so that I can further the torture of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, you did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, let's talk about this last trailer here, the the, the Zinth trailer. Uh, It is for Skyline 3. Yeah, I almost left this off of this week, but we talked about Skyline last week, so I had to bring it back. So at some point in this universe, Skyline 2 came out. Now, in my universe, Skyline 2 never came out, but in this one it did, and then now they've made a third one. I I vaguely remember Skyline 2 existing, uh, because I remember seeing it and thinking, how could this have garnered a sequel when there's, like, no third Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movie. How, how did how did this get made? How did that second Skyline get made when there was people who watched the first Skyline and saw the guy looking through the telescope at the atomic bomb blast and he didn't get blinded? There might not be a sequel to Alita Battle Angel and Tron 3 took 10 years, but Skyline 3 is, is up and at him. Oh my, Nick, when you put it like that, I don't understand this world. I don't understand humans. I don't understand society. I don't understand people's desires. I don't understand Hollywood. I don't understand movie making and entertainment. Nothing makes sense to me, Nick. 
have you just you saying what you just said. I now realize that nothing makes sense. Do you think it's because the budget for this was like sixty five dollars? I don't know. The special effects are pretty decent in this. Yeah, but my friend Kevin can make good special effects, and he, you know, he just like lives in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, he's just a Wisconsiner. Yeah, he just went to school for it, and so he's good at it, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. It, nothing makes sense. Uh, I will say this looks more interesting than that first Skyline movie, the entire movie that. This trailer was better than the first movie of Skyline. I think so. I think you're right. I still probably won't. I mean, they gave away the whole movie in the trailer, so there's no need to see the, the movie now. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't have seen it anyway, but it, it it's relevant because of last week. Yes. Uh, guys, don't look at any bright lights through a telescope. That's just a tip. What is that? A tip. <laughs> Uh, Tracy, stop staring at the sun. You're not my dad. (laughs) (laughs) A little pull from 30 Rock for you. All right, so that's all the trailers, all the new-new trailers. New-new-new. New-new. New-new. That brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Do we? Uh, We do. Uh, if you remember, we only had one question last week. Let me remind you folks of the question, which was, which two musicians or musical groups would you pair up to write the soundtrack for an epic film? And that was submitted to us by Frequent Question Times responder, Robo. And uh, the first to answer was, was Charlie. And Charlie said, Tenacious D and Weird Al. And I mean, Charlie, that's a home run right off the bat there. That is a home run. That would be so great. Weird Al is insanely talented and funny, and uh, Tenacious D also extremely talented, so this would be uh, pretty uh, pretty much a home run. Yeah, 100%. It would be good without even, like, it's already good and it doesn't exist. Hundo P. Uh, Robo said, I really need a dark and cyberpunk space opera with music written by Howard Shore and Daft Punk and special guest guitarist Brian May. Just envision Riders of Rohan and Tron with ripping Queen guitar solos. I'm always pretty much 100% on board with everything he says. Ripping Queen guitar solos. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was afraid while I was reading his answer that there wasn't going to be a Queen reference and I would have been made a liar. And then I saw Brian May and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to pack your things. Thank you, Robo, for letting me remain in power. Uh, Bridget said, Led Zeppelin and Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> that would be quite the, the duo, I think. or the Well, not a duo because there's a bunch of dudes in Led Zeppelin. But John Bonham is dead. He is. Now, you know, I'm thinking of that Led Zeppelin song that uh, they did. You have violins and such going on that first Godzilla movie with, uh, who was, was it Matthew Broderick in that movie? Who was? No. Who yeah, was? the Roland Emmerich 1998 Godzilla movie was Matthew Broderick and John Renault That's and it. Hank Azaria. Gosh, man, your mind, like a steel trap. Uh, so this would work, I think. I mean, it's already been proven. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Led Zeppelin was like metal classical rock anyway. Yeah. So it, I think it would, would fit in pretty nicely, actually. Yeah, I, I would. 
Jay said Ben Folds and Beck. Uh, don't ever count out Beck. Or Ben Folds. I saw Ben Folds live once. Didn't Beck uh, write the music to Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Uh, was that Christoph Beck? That's a different dude. Robot voice. Who wrote the music to the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim versus the world? The soundtrack does include original music by Beck. Oh, I take it back. You were right. But, you know, Christoph Beck writes a lot of scores, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is Beck's, Beck songs in there. Okay. Too. Cool. All right. Well, so uh, so yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Jay, good answer. All right. Kevin said, I think Brian Transo. I don't know how to pronounce that, but he's BT, the the uh, trance music guy, and Henry Gregson Williams would make a solid cinematic trance trancey sci-fi score for film or TV, and I would immediately buy that soundtrack. I would I would like that too. It would probably be similar to like Annihilation, or like Annihilation music mixed with tron legacy or yeah. like oblivion the m83 soundtrack for oblivion is awesome yes yes uh i won't pass on that i think we need our boy uh, joseph kaczynski to direct kevin's movie yes agreed yep well if you want to agree with us you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which is where I do the bulk of social interaction and whatnot. Uh, I'm kind of antisocial in real life, so take what you can get on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter for episode updates at Trailer underscore Blazers. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can log into Apple Podcasts and rate and review us and leave us a five-star rating. And if you do that, Quick Mickey, who's been here the whole time, is going to step in and tell you what, what's going to happen. Hey, I'm trying to whisper my way in here and get a featured spot here on the podcast. And if you go on Apple iTunes, uh, is it called iTunes these days? I think it's called Apple Podcasts now. I can't keep track of the technolo- technologies. Uh, what is that about? Is it good? It's whack. Or is it, is it whack? Okay, so here's what's going to happen. You go on there and you leave us a five-star writing. Well... You're going to come to the Quick Mickey School of Handboning, and we're going to learn how to handbone together. Now, I, you might say, well, Quick Mickey, you going to teach me how to handbone? No, son, I don't know how to do it. We're going to learn together. It's going to be a learning. What we're going to do, we're going to turn on the YouTube. We're going to find some decent videos of old men doing it and telling us how to do it, and we're going to learn it together. It's going to be a journey. Come along with me on a fantastic voyage. And, uh, and then once we do it, you can... When you're at a party, you can just break it out and we'd be the head of the party. And that's the tip. Uh, I already know how. Nick, you can't, you're not, you can't do this. You're not part of this contest because you okay. are on the podcast. You're like a family member that can't do it because you, like, if you work for McDonald's, your family cannot play Monopoly. Did you know that? Maybe I'll, uh, teach you how to handbone. And then if we learn how the first song we need to do is a, like a weird cover of Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, God. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I will teach you to handbone to the Animaniacs song about the countries of the world. And, Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and from the universe that I'm from, Skyline 2 never happened. Happy Trailers.
and well, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the video games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. We have video game. Not much video game content. Would you say, Nick? Not a ton. Um, I haven't been playing. I mean, I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm in Act Three. I'm almost towards the end of the game i'm gonna probably beat it pretty soon and that's sort of making me sad because i want it to go forever well i have actually a bunch of personal news personal video gaming news to talk about on prime day i shopped early and got me a big old gaming monitor for my pc so i'm no longer playing on the big tv i'm playing on an actual gaming monitor it's a uh, it is a 2k 144 hertz, one millisecond response time, uh, 32-inch Samsung gaming curved monitor. Now you say, well, why didn't you get 4K, Ben? Uh, Well, uh, because we don't have any sponsors on the show, and those things are ridiculous expensive. Have you seen the cost of a 4K monitor? They're ridiculous. My cousin has a giant widescreen 4K monitor and no other money. I was going to say, does he have kids? No, he he also has no more money. <laughs> so he has no money and no kids, but he has a dope monitor. That's right. Uh, well, I actually really like this monitor. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and, and somebody else explained this to me, but I get a higher frame rate now that I'm playing Microsoft Flight Simulator on this monitor. That makes no sense to me. Um, but uh, So everything looks good on it. It's great. And then I also got a... This was sort of a... Uh, well, my fr- our friend Audi actually talked me into this. I bought a VR. I bought virtual reality. Oh, yes. He is a large proponent of the Oculus. He is. So, you know, I had talked previously about wanting to get an index but not being able to afford it because they're $1,000. Okay, so I don't just have that lying around. So I bought an Oculus Quest, and I had had some, like, gift cards, and uh, I got a discount at Best Buy uh, for letting them run my credit, basically. And, uh, and so I got it for about 200 bucks, uh, out of my own pocket. That's what it cost me out of pocket. And, uh, I gotta That's say, it's, so I got an Oculus quest two, uh, which actually just came out. I had no idea about this. It came out on October 13th. It just came out and I had no idea. So it's, it's, uh, 300 bucks for the 64 gig version. And I will say guys, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. It's, it is quite the experience to be in that thing. And I'm happy to report that I am able to play squadrons without getting motion sick did you do a barrel roll and get dizzy i did yes it's exactly right i didn't get motion sick but it did kind of make you a little bit dizzy to do barrel rolls Uh yeah but i feel like that's realistic i think so too um and i will say you definitely have an advantage playing this game in vr because you can look over your shoulder and and get a bead on where the guys are at and so you see just a lot more yeah Uh, isn't that wild that was freaking me out when i was because there's guys behind me and i was looking and i could see them yeah, the cockpit's so cool. Now, I will say the graphics are a little bit different when you've got it in VR. So it looks different than it does on the screen. It's not as high res. Uh, I wasn't wearing my contacts, so I don't know how it looked. I I have very, very, very bad eyesight. so And I didn't have my contacts, so I need to wear my contacts and try it in the index because I'm sure the... I mean, the index is a pretty powerful machine. I wonder how it looks in there. That's what I was wondering, too. I really would like to see how it looks in different VR setups. Maybe I'll go on YouTube and see if they've done a comparison. Hmm. 
Uh, but it's definitely playable. I'll say that. It's definitely playable. Um, you see a lot more of the cockpit in VR than I was expecting. Like half of your view is the cockpit, which I guess is realistic. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it would be, you know? Yeah. So very fun experience. I'm, I don't regret buying this thing at all. Like it's, I, I can't, I'm going to buy Half-Life Alex and play it. I can't wait. I, will, I just want one to watch movies in. I will say watching a screen in this thing is awesome. It's like watching a yeah. giant screen. It is really cool. See, that would that would to me solve the problem of uh, not not being able to see things in the theater. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm gonna give this uh, a two thumbs up and and say like if you got uh, spare three hundred bucks lying around, uh, get it. It's a lot of fun. All right, so we don't have any industry news for video games, but we do have a couple of trailers here. Uh, the first one being Solasta, Crown of the Magister. Yeah, so this looked like a mobile game, right? Or at least it looked like one. Yeah, you know, I'll ha- honestly, this this is really forgettable because I, I watched this earlier this week and now I've I've completely forgot it. It was just like generic high fantasy mobile game where everyone kind of looked like Dragon Age characters or like mythic legions action figures yes and even the environments are pretty generic uh there's really not much to say about this game i I think it's an isometric game where it's it's almost like a dungeons and dragons type of isometric type game so it it looks very much like a a divinity original sin or Baldur's gate or something like that yeah but you know like a mobile version uh, this is launching on PC, so this is actually a PC game. But it did, the the graphics are nothing to write home about. This looks like it was made five years ago. Yeah, it uh, wasn't for me. No. Uh, not for me either, so who cares? Uh, let's talk about this next trailer, Destiny the Series. I didn't know what, if I should put this in the regular trailers or in the video games, but uh, Jay sent me this trailer, and he said he had to explain it. He said, Destiny 2 is a massive file size. They're vaulting like half the content when the next expansion comes out. They might bring it back later. This means that now players will miss all the previous stuff. This person has recorded the whole story, campaigns that are going away on PC with max settings and HUD disabled so there are no distractions. Looks like it's going to be a series of videos with the story, game playthrough, and cutscenes. I don't know that I'm going to go back to Destiny. I've, I've, I feel like I've played enough of it. Um, and there's, I'm not a grinder, so I don't want to grind in this because there's a lot of other stuff to play. Uh, I will say my time with Destiny has been an absolute pleasure. I have, I made a Destiny costume. Uh, I've made, I've made two different Destiny guns basically. So uh, I love Destiny. I love the designs. Uh, I don't know that I I'm gonna do this or see this. Yeah, I mean, this is more for people that are starting the game now and that are, are gonna have missed out on some stuff, so they can watch this to catch up. Like I I didn't when I played The Witcher three, I watched a playthrough of The Witcher one because it's too old and I have a hard time playing old older games. So it's sort of like that because you can get the storyline this way without actually being able to play the game yeah i do kind of want to get they have the uh the grimoire which is like all the lore and history and stuff and they have like hard copy bound versions of the grimoire for destiny 
I think there's one or two of them. I actually wouldn't mind having that because some of the lore is kind of fun. Yeah, that's cool. I would have that too. If it had some good art in it too, that would be kind of nice. Uh, the art design, I will say the art design, there's two things about Destiny, man. The art design is is second to none. Incredible aesthetics, armor designs, everything is really second to none. And also, there is, I don't know that there's a video game that feels better than Destiny. The gun, the gunplay, the control is so tight. It's so good. It's, when you go back, uh, when you go back to it, it is, um, it is like a warm blanket to go back to it. So, I don't know. I love Destiny. When I was at Bungie, it was 2016. So Destiny was young, and I was not able to see a lot of this stuff from it. But I saw a lot of cool stuff there. But yeah, I, I never played Destiny, but I wish it well. Wish it well. The The next trailer we have here is something... This was a big surprise to me. It's a, it's a game called Hello Engineer... And when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, I don't care about this. I'm just looking at my phone to this. But then as I was watching it, I go, wait a minute. This is basically like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Did you ever play that? Yeah. No, I did not, but it made me think of Gary's Mod as well. Uh, you know those games where you just like build a car out of random stuff and then race the car that you made? Yes. So that's that's basically the premise of this game is yeah take a bunch of junk and make your own thing and it's physics based so it will behave according to how you've built it. So in uh, in Banjo Kazooie the the flight vehicle or helicopter or plane or whatever that you made jet with jet engines and stuff you know you can make it hover or or, or fly with wings and stuff and it really did behave according to the physics of the game. And so this looks very much like that. And so, like, I want to get in here and, you know, make a Batmobile or make the the Serenity and stuff like that. So I, I actually might get this just because you can just be creative and, and just make some just some wacky stuff. I think you should. This is a very this is very much a Ben game. Yeah, this is very much a Ben game. And I, I don't know what this is coming out for. Uh uh, now they're calling this. They say that's the Hello Neighbor universe. Uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the Hello Neighbor universe. I uh, never heard of Hello Neighbor. Me neither. But apparently, there's two Hello Neighbor games, and this one is like the engineering game, which sort of follows the Banjo Kazooie formula. Where they have the Banjo Kazooie games, and then they made Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts for Xbox 360. Hmm. So kind of the same, almost the same kind of story. But uh, yeah, this this looks really fun, man. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer we have here is Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, the North America trailer. Yeah, did, did they show your city? They did not. I didn't notice. Okay, because they showed Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which I knew they were going to show because that's where the EAA is. And uh, that's where I went to, to college. So I was like, yay, Titans. I go tight. Uh, how far away is Oshkosh? Uh, Oshkosh from you? Oshkosh is forty-five, fifty minutes, maybe, oh. maybe an hour and a half at most. Okay, cool. Um, uh, is it pretty there? Yeah, everything's cool there. It's a college town, so you know they try harder. <laughs> but it's still brutal in January, I bet. Well, it's more north, so it's like northwest of me. So anything 
you you go like a block more north in Wisconsin, and it, it's it it matters. You know that block matters. The more north you go, the colder it is. And January is uh, January is not to to not for the faint of heart. I don't think I could do it, man. Uh, I want to. You should come and and at least experience it. Like just step outside or something. Have your eyeballs freeze? They do. They know. do freeze. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, uh, no, this Microsoft Flight Simulator trailer is the same music from the other ones, from the Africa one and the what was the other one? Uh, Europe? Europe. Yeah, that's right. So same music. Uh, just showing you spots over America. It looks great. Um, the uh, I flew over my town again the other day, and there's lots of like mini spires. You know, you see those spires in the news and stuff. But there's a lot of bunch of mini spires in Birmingham. And I tried to land on Highway 280, and it said I messed up my landing gear. I was like, that was a perfect landing, first of all. Uh, so it wouldn't let me land on Highway 280. So I don't know if they if the update won't let you land on streets now, but it happened. Uh, anyway, last trailer we have here, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. This is a VR game. Yeah, so the, you're in like a cantina, and there's one of those guys that was playing Sabacc and cheating with his eyeballs in Solo is the bartender, and he gives you like little missions, and you go do them. It looks fun to me, and uh, I think the outside, it looks like Galaxy's Edge at, at Disney World, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this looks fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm interested in VR content, so there's gonna be some things I check out, and I'll let you know if they're any good. I would be content to just like hang out in the background of a Star Wars. Like if you could go into like the Mos Eisley Cantina, and it was like a almost like a chat room where you could like if your friend had a VR headset and you could just hang out with them in there and like have like a Star Wars avatar or something. Man, I would do that. You sound like you want you want to do some Ready Player One type stuff. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I'll quote my 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 cousin again, and I'll say I want to leave my flesh body behind. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start saying that when I put the headset on. That's what he always says. He has to make it as weird as possible. Yeah, keep it weird, folks. All right, well, that's all the video game content that we have here in the one quarter portion. Uh, what do you got? Anything else? Nothing from me nothing from nick all right for the trailer blazers and the streaming video game service ben do live i'm ben moon happy trailers and for trailer blazers and the streaming service nickflix which does not feature video games as of this time but may in the future i am nick kelly and i will be vaulting half of my content within the next expansion so uh catch up with me while you can Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. If you're on a bridge and you find a bottle, you blow into it and you think about our Megadon.